services that are available such as online banking, freedom checking, 24-hour bank line. You can phone 1-800-992-7059. And we are an equal housing lender. Southern Heritage Bank promises prompt services without unnecessary hassle. Come in. Let us service your banking need. Again, that all-important phone number is 318-561-2227. Thank you for tuning in for today's message with Reverend Larry R. Turner. If you would like a copy of today's message, you can contact the church office at 318-443-8715 to purchase a CD for only a $7 donation. Always remember, it's worth a trip to come and visit Christian Love Baptist Church, 3515 Hudson Boulevard, Alexandria, Louisiana. Welcome to Live Big Ministries, where Harry Cooper Jr. is pastor and spirit coach. We are located at 2840 Hollywood Avenue. We live in victory every day, believing in God. If you're interested in joining us in worship, we worship every Sunday at 1030. Bible study Tuesday at 630 and Wednesday at noon. We have a mentoring program if you're interested in mentoring young people at Warner Park Elementary School on Thursdays at 1230. Here at Hollywood, we believe that the loving is oh so good, so we're reaching out to the Shreveport community and the overall Louisiana community with a message of love, a message of hope, a message of encouragement. Listen now to a recent broadcast by Hollywood Presbyterian Church and Live Big Ministries, where Harry Cooper is pastor. Matthew, the fourth chapter, beginning with verse 1, reads like this. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. This is God's word for God's people. Watching your mouth. Have you ever examined your life? And in looking back over your life, have you ever thought to yourself, how did I get here? Anybody ever wondered that? You thought and you think back over your life and you think about certain thoughts that you might have had as a child and some of the great plans and ideas that you might have had um, when you were dreaming as a little person. And now you're looking and you're saying, I'm so far away from what I thought I was going to be doing. Anybody? Amen. It's all right to say amen every now and then or ouch if that works too. Um, There are times in our life when we reflect back over our lives and we have to do an assessment of what roads we have taken to get where we are. I stopped by to share with us today that many of us, if not all of us, are seeing in our life what we have been saying in our lives. Many of our lives of what we are seeing is directly connected to the things that we have been saying. 
And I believe that if we watch what we say, we will watch what we see. If you watch what you say, you will watch what you see. So think about it for just a moment, because what we are lifting today is the power of words, that there is power in the words that we use, power in the words that we use to describe situations and circumstances, power in the words that we use when we are seeing things and when we are describing things, there is power in those words. And if it is that in your life you wish to elevate to a higher level, then there are words that are associated with elevating you to that higher level. If you can contemplate it, if you can watch what you say, you'll begin to watch what you see. <laughs> words have power. So if you were to go back to the book of Genesis and in the first chapter of Genesis, you have a understanding of what was going on in the beginning. You can, you begin and we begin to understand scripture by beginning in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters and God said, and God said, let there be light and there was light. The beginning of scripture as we understand it in the book of Genesis, in the first 25 words that are in the book of Genesis, you have an example of the power of the word and how it has been associated even with the divine creator. So in this creation story of how we understand the universe came into being, the spirit of God was hovering over the waters and then the spirit of God spoke. God said, light be and light was. So now we understand that there's power of creation in words. Words have the power to create. We often get so tied to the physical in this world that we limit our power to what we can see. So oftentimes we become so locked into what we see that we believe that that's all there is. If we have enough stuff, we believe we can make it. We are encouraged by our stuff. For some, their stuff is tangible. If I got enough money, I'm going to be all right. We are encouraged. As long as I have money, rolls, cars, and clothes, everything is going to be all right. Yet, I can share with you, if you put lipstick on a pig, it's still not going to be a lady. You can have all of the stuff. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, 
<laughs> you can have all of the stuff. It might be a lady pig, but it's not going to be a lady. Um, you can have all the stuff in the world. I mean, you can have Louis Vuitton, Michael Kors, Versace, Donna Karen, Christian Louboutin, red bottom shoes that start at $750. You can have tailor-made everything from the head to the sole, but you can't use your American Express black card in the midnight hour when who you are is more valuable than what you have. You, you can't charge a happy heart. You, you can't charge a smile on your face. You cannot charge happiness. So we begin to understand that the realm of the spirit are in, exists in the power of words. And that power is just as real and powerful as anything you can touch or taste or feel or hear or think. The power that exists in the spirit realm is just as powerful to create in the physical realm. So the physical realm is an outward manifestation of the spiritual realm. So if you look at your life, what you're doing in your spirit life affects what's going on in your physical life. Words are singularly the most powerful force available to humanity. We can choose to use this force constructively with words of encouragement or we can choose to use this force destructively using words of despair. The words themselves are tied to the power behind them. Words have energy and power with the ability to help, to heal, to hinder, to hurt, to harm, to humiliate, and to humble. Think about it. Think about how you feel when some people use some words in your life. When somebody tells you that you look good, suddenly your spirit kind of picks up. You say, oh, you got good eyes. But you somehow tie your feelings and emotions to sometimes when people say things. But think about how it also works conversely. Think about those days when you thought you were looking good from head to toe. Those days in which you, you know, come on, you, you, anybody ever just think they're looking good? You, you do the things. You, you take an extra minute in the bath, and you take an extra time to put on the good perfume, and you make sure your hair is teased just right or shaved just baldly enough. You're making sure everything is right in your life. You walk out the house thinking you got your best clothes on. Everything is neatly pressed. Everything is looking like you are on, 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 on fire, wonderfully on fire, and nobody says anything. Is there anybody who ever after doing all that and nobody even said, you know, you look good today. Something looks different about you who got home and started to wonder for just a moment. Hmm. Did I really look good? Sometimes the words of affirmation lift our spirits. Now, I'm going to clearly encourage you not to become overly involved in what people say about you. Because whatever anybody says about you, do not take it personal. It's not personal. 
Now you may think it's personal, especially if you want to hear what they are saying. But in the end, it has more to do with them than it has to do with you. When people say things about you, whether they tell you you look good or whether they tell you you look horrible, that has everything to do with them, nothing to do with Y-O-U. But the words that they speak, if they are spoken frequently enough, and if you allow them to seep into you, you begin to respond to those words, which is why you cannot live by bread, but by the words that proceed from the mouth of God. When Jesus is being tempted, he is tempted to use his power to change the physical universe. He said, turn these stones into bread. But it is when we begin to understand that we cannot live exclusively by the stuff we can see that we truly begin to experience the power God has for us. Jesus is ultimately saying, I would rather die of hunger than to live fat, full, outside of the will of God. What good is it if you were to gain the whole world and yet lose your soul? Watching your mouth. So you watch your Mouth, watch the things that you say, and you will watch the things that you say. You, you, you should start talking about how you talk to your children. Think about it. If you use important words of affirmation and share with your children how great they can be, how wonderful they can be, then they grow up believing they can be wonderful and great. I may have shared this story before, but I'll share it again. It is, I rarely believe that I am a short man. I just don't contemplate it because of words that were spoken to me in my life. Son, you will be tall in character. You will be tall in honorable. You'll be tall in integrity. So I, because of that, I don't think I'm short until I see a picture with me and Don. Then, <laughs> then I recognize that I'm not short, he's just tall. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just those, those moments that we, we have in our life that have been affected by the words that somebody says. If you tell a child that they are nothing, if you tell a child you just like your daddy, your daddy wasn't nothing, you ain't gonna be nothing either. And guess what? You rehearse the curse of sharing that with them. They grow up always like a cat on a hot tin roof, skittish and moving all the time because they have not gained a foundation in who they are. And they will begin to drift toward the very thing that you have said. And think about the words that we use to ourselves about ourselves. Think about every time you have said, I am. Whenever you say, I am, whatever you feel beyond the I am is ultimately God manifesting God's self behind your words. Why does it say that? Because when Moses asked, who shall I say sent me, God Yahweh said, tell them that Yahweh, I am, is sending you. 
So I am the creator of all that is. Tell them that the universe existence itself is sending you to proclaim to the Egyptians to let my people go. That the isness of isnessness, the essence of existence, is now calling you forth to act in this environment. Well, now think about it. Whenever you say I am and Yahweh means I am, you have just said God. So when you say God, and whatever you feel behind that God, you're saying the creator of the universe is about to be created. So whenever you say, I am poor, what are you? You begin to see it. You begin to act like it. You begin to, you know, you know because what? You just said, I am. So therefore, you are almost like saying God is poor. Whenever you feel a negative behind your I am, you are saying I am limiting God to what I just said I believe about God. I am expressing my understanding of God in this way. So when I say I am whatever, you, I mean, I, we could, I, I could go ask whatever you've said. Think about this past week, the things that you've been said, I'm tired. Well, shoot, guess what you were? Tired. If you say I am I'm going, I am regaining my energy, then suddenly you begin to say, I'm not tired, I'm just resting. <laughs> I am resting to regain my energy. Because when you say I am tired, you're saying in Sassus, God is tired. And when you believe God is tired, then you believe there's not much that can be done. I am. The power of our words manifest themselves in our lives and you will begin to see what you say. If you say I am fat, then that is just you just own that. If you say I am fluffy, then you have owned your fluffiness. If you say I am well endowed with the foods of this world and I am on my way to better health, then that's what you are. Whatever follows your I am begins to manifest itself in how you act and in what we do. And so even in the worst situations, even in the situations that we would say, these are situations I would not have desired myself to be in, even then you have the power to elevate yourself and to articulate about that situation in your choice words. You choose how you say it. So either you say I'm burning or I'm learning. If you say I'm burning, then you're being consumed. If you say I'm learning, then you're being inspired. You're being elevated. This is our choice. There are certain rules that should guide our communications with others. If you want to say, well, how do I want to see what I say? Always speak the truth. Always. Always speak the truth. Do I look fat in this? Yes, you look pretty hot and thick. You look faithful and true. Fat, F-A-T, faithful and true, F-A-T. Yeah, get it. See, now, now that might, because now you're looking not at the flesh, but at the spirit. 
And the spirit says faithful and true. Now, I don't know. You might be filling it out and the scenes might be screaming. But you can actually feel better about yourself when you know that you are not the skin that you are in. You are in the skin, but the skin is not you. I'm just saying, always speak the truth. Avoid exaggerations. It, call it like it is. Be consistent in what you are saying. Do not use double standards in addressing people. You see Barack and you say, oh, most high Barack Obama. But you see the bum on the street and you say, oh, there ain't nobody but nothing. Be consistent because every person that you ever meet has been on a journey. And every person that you ever meet was so valuable to God that Jesus said, I'll die for you. You have never met a person, even your worst enemy, that Jesus did not die for. So when you begin to understand how valuable they were to God, who are you to be their God? So you begin to dictate that you have deemed them to be lower than yourself. It's not what God is calling us to do. We are called to love and to be loving. Our words can either be bullets or seeds. Our words have the capacity to be bullets or seeds. If we use our words as, bu as bullets with a feeling of superiority and condemnation, we are not going to be able to restore a relationship to love. But if we use our words as seeds with a feeling of supportiveness and sincere goodwill, we can rebuild a relationship in positive and life-affirming ways. How are you using your words? Are you using your words as bullets or blessings? The writer of Proverbs tells us that the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Proverbs 18, 20, and 21 says, From the fruit of their mouth, catch this, from the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. What are you eating? Whatever you've been eating is a direct representation of what has been coming out of your mouth. Our words have the power of life and death, of the ability to, to create or the ability to destroy. That's us. That, that's what God has in given to us with the powers of the words that we have. <laughs> Matthew 12 says, I tell you that people will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. We will give an account for all of the words that we have spoken. I'm not writing the book. I'm just reading from the book. It's up to us how we're going to respond to it. Ephesians 4, 29 says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen, but only what is help. Yes, that it may benefit those who listen. Do not let unwholesome talk come out of your mouth because if it comes out of your mouth, it will begin to manifest itself in your life. Watch what you say and you will watch what you've been saying.
Let your conversation, Colossians 4, 6 says, let your conversations be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. You see how, do you see how it's all coming together? Now, I'm going to close with this story of a football coach. And he has been a football coach, and he has been coaching this team. And this team has had a losing record for the last five or six years. And he begins to understand that losing can oftentimes be just as habit-forming as winning. And he begins to understand that sometimes we lose the game before we even play it because our head is not right. Because our mouths have been worthy, have been mouthing things that have limitations on them. And so he has this um, group of kids and they are now out um, on the football field and he has them doing this exercise called bear crawls. And he's on them and he says, I want you to do bear crawls. And he asked them, how far do you believe you can go? And one of the kids said, yeah, I believe I can go 20 yards. I can go 20 yards. And he says, okay, I'm going to have you go out there. Um, um, I think his name is Rocky uh, or something like that. I'm going to have you go out there, Rocky, and you're going to go and start doing these bear crawls. But Instead of doing them like you usually do, I'm going to blindfold you and put another player on your back. And so I'm going to put a player on your back and you're going to do these bear crawls. He said, how far do you think you can go? He said, I think I can go 20 yards, coach. He says, okay. So he blindfolds him, and he has him begin the exercise. And he's encouraging him, don't put your knees on the ground. He says, all I want you to do is give it your best. Do not stop until you have given your absolute best. I want you to give out before you give up. So he encourages this player. He says, keep on going, son. Keep on going. Don't quit. Don't you quit on me, boy. Now he's like, coach, I don't think I can take it. He says, yes, you can. Keep on going. So he said, coach, it's hard. He says, yes, it's hard. Life's not always going to be fair, but you don't quit. You don't give up. And he keeps on crawling. And he keeps on crawling. And he keeps on crawling. And he says, oh, coach, I think I'm tired. He said, don't quit on me, son. You got, you got 20 more paces to go. Just keep on going. And so he goes and he gets tired again. He said, oh, coach, I I'm stopping. He said, don't stop on me. He said, coach, I need to rest. He said, there is no rest for the weary. Keep on going. He keeps on going. He keeps on going. And then finally he gives out. And the coach looks at him. He said, coach, I can't go no further. And he gives out. And the coach then takes the bland blindfold off him and says, look where you are. And instead of going 20 yards is what he thought he could do when he was walking by sight. When he closed his eyes and opened his heart to know to give his best, he had gone the 100 yards of the football field. And that's just a word for us today that God is encouraging us with God's word saying, yes, you can. Yes, you can take it. Yes, you can make it. Yes, you can hold on. Yes, you can handle it. Yes, stuff gets hard in your life, but you don't have to quit. You don't have to give up. You can make it a difference. God is calling you to the next level of your life. You can do this. You can do this. You can adjust the way you talk about yourself. You can adjust the way you talk about others. You have that power. Are your words bullets or are they blessings? 
Are you planting seeds or are you uprooting seeds? Think about how you talk to people. Think about how you talk to yourself and begin to know you have the power. No matter how bad you might have talked about yourself, no matter how bad you might have talked about a past life experience, some things have hurt. Yes, you've been hurt. I recognize that. All of us have dealt with some hurts. It rains on the just and the unjust. You haven't been hurt because you were a bad person. Somebody did not make unwanted advances toward you because it was you or on you. That had everything to do with them. And you are still here. You don't have to live in the past. No matter how bad it was, no matter how painful it was, you don't have to stay there. You can move from there. You got that power. You have the power. How do you talk about it? Do you talk about it like it was a burden or do you talk about it like it was a blessing? This is God's word for God's people here today. If you're here today and you have been looking to take your life to the next level, we are calling you to live in victory every day. And when you want to live in victory every day, you got to talk like you are victorious. You walk like you have victorious. You act like you are victorious because the power of your life, of life and death is in your... There you go. So you must watch what you say so you can watch what you say. We are victorious. We are victorious. Nothing can conquer us. We are Is K-A-Y-T, Gina, Alexandria. This is Gospel Radio at its very best. 88.1. K-A-Y-T, 